Welcome to Election Profit Makers, your guide to winning and losing money on political outcomes and current events. My name is Kid Midas, the original Wave Rider. And I'm joined on the line by my human friend, Long John Silver, way down southbound. Way down south, down in uh, North Carolina. Hey, Long David, John? how are you oh, doing? Wow. Hey, everyone out there in podcast land. I love it. The messiness of authentic humanity. Yeah. The reign of the robots is over artificial intelligence defeated once again by good old fashioned all American homo sapien know-how. The humans are back in charge. I got to tell you that I enjoyed that AI stuff and I got a lot of compliments from people or I don't know if they were compliments because it wasn't me, but they were just saying that it, they thought it was really funny. I, I appreciated AI Johnny more than I appreciate the real one. Whoa, really? You prefer yeah, I your, think we, yeah, we should do more AI of that. version of yourself to your actual authentic self? Yeah. Well, what do you like about him? What do you admire about him or appreciate about him? Well, he's funny. He's got jokes. He's got good jokes. It's good when you, you are, I mean, the AI uh-huh. writes the jokes. Well, when I was programming the AI, you know, it said you have to program stuff like how many hit points does this AI have? How much charisma? How much humor? Mm-hmm. How much intelligence? And I went all in on on uh, jokes. I said, I just think this AI should just have the world's funniest jokes. Yeah. And then they said, we are going to um, we're going to scrape the AIs of the world's greatest comedians who've ever lived. Everyone from everyone from George Carlin to Lily Tomlin, um, even the ancient um, comedians from the uh, symposiums of ancient Rome and Greece, when a wise mm. man would show up and say, what makes, what makes man lower than a turtle? His ego. You know, like people used to think that stuff like that was like comedy. Like philosophers used to be like the stand-up comedians of the age because they would like poke fun at the, yeah. at the rulers. Who cares? I get so bored. You know, His like, ego. It's right? low. What, that right. be, what makes that w- a man lower than a tortoise? His ego doth make him so. Like that could have been a comedy routine in ancient Greece, and people would. I have thought gone it crazy. was your super ego that was the lowest, though. I don't know. They didn't know. They didn't know about super egos back then. That was Freud. Oh, okay. So if Freud yeah. was a comedian. Maybe he would say Freud himself was a bit of a comedian. For what is a funnier joke than wanting to make love to one's own mommy? Right? That was his ultimate joke. It's yeah. crazy. No one would do that. Right. Dreams tell you something about you. No, they don't. What is this a joke? <laughs> Freud said, yes, it is. Welcome yeah. to my comedy. Yeah. Anyway, John's back. Hello, John. Hey. What hey, did you, I appreciate what, you giving me a few weeks off uh, and for the listeners for allowing that as well. I had... Uh, you know, some business to take care of. Oh, look at Mr. Businessman over here. Yeah, you know, I we have other jobs outside of the podcast, and sometimes you have to do it. Some of it was personal business. Some some of it was actual, you know, domain business, and um, you know, any domain to, business uh, news that you can share with us. Uh, yeah, I sold I I sold a domain while I was on uh, hiatus. Okay, and um, yeah. I'll just leave it at that. So you don't want to tell us how much money you sold it for? No. Can you give us a give us a rough estimate? Just no, I'm not giving any rough, rough estimates. It was a good. It was a good. It was a good. Uh, Why don't sale. we just say this? There's an ancient joke in the Bible that says it's 
Easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, I would not say I'm rich. $20 million domain sale. No. Just come out and say it. He <laughs> oh sold my God. Can you imagine? fart doo 10,000.biz for That's $10 right. million. Dollars. That's right. Well, we're back on we're back on our bullshit election profit makers. We love to look at the news, all the uplifting news that 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 enriches our lives daily, and then we like to go on predictit.org and bet on the news and make so much fun money. And John, when I think back on the last two weeks of podcasting and all the wonderful news you missed, mm. whether it was a white supremacist mass shooting in Buffalo, New York, or a leaked memo about the end of Roe v. Wade and maybe the end of gay marriage and couples being able to buy contraception, or whether it's the continuing carnage in Ukraine, or whether it's the uh, feckless response of Democrats to January 6th and the rollback on women's rights, I can't help but smile at all the wonderful news. Oh, and also J.D. Vance won, for Pete's sake. I think that happened the first week I was co-hosting with a robot. J.D. Vance won his damn primary. It makes me so unhappy. But we have more primaries on the horizon. And by horizon, I mean on Tuesday. We're recording this on a Monday. Tomorrow's a Tuesday. And we have big primaries coming up. Don't we, Johnny boy? Yes, we do. And I haven't voted yet. I always early vote. You know, you really should always early vote because then something could happen. Something could happen tomorrow. You know, you could twist the car could break down and then you're in trouble. Right. That's why you always got to early vote. But hopefully nothing happens tomorrow and I can pull it off. Uh, have you voted? No, I had to request a ballot. Be I'm on the I'm on the road these days. I'm like the wind. I have no fixed address. Right. But my California primary is not this week, so I'm okay. This week is oh, North okay. Carolina and Pennsylvania, and I can't vote in either of those. Yeah, it's uh, very exciting here. I'm getting uh, lots of emails and text messages from the various candidates that are running. Valerie Fushi, who's running here in in my congressional district, North Carolina 4th, um, she looks like she's running away with it. She's got all these big time endorsements. Who did she get? Let's see. Yeah, the last one she got, a big local one, the Durham Committee for the Affairs of Black People, came out and said that she will do an amazing job in Washington and no donation from APAC changes that. So that uh, controversial donation she got. Yeah. The one that the one that that caused a, a politically a, let's say a former political player in North Carolina politics who now lives in the same retirement community as my parents, it was that APAC donation that caused this unnamed local power broker to say she would never vote for Fushi. Mm-hmm. Sounds like that's not a deal breaker for other groups. No, it's not. It wasn't a deal breaker for um, Congressman Jim Clyburn, Emily's List, uh, the Now Pack, the Congressional Black Caucus Pack, the League of Conservation Voters. Uh, so she she has a ton of... Uh, endorsements and and Nada Alam has a lot of endorsements from you know the progressive caucus uh, but I think Fushi is probably going to win that seems to be what everyone is saying though here <gasps> in Carborough all you see are Nida signs everywhere so did you know there's a market for this no 
oh my gosh, they finally have a market for the fourth on predictit.org and not when a moment this, too soon. When did the, when did it happen? It looks like it happened all the way back in April. How how did we did we stop checking? We just gave up on checking. Well, we were, you know, the AIs oh my were gosh. in charge for the last three weeks. Oh my gosh, they finally have a market for the fourth. Oh my gosh, why didn't they have this a thousand years ago? We could have had a thousand years of betting fun. Mm, let's oh. see. The last comment was from eight days ago. I really dislike Alam, this guy writes, and I think she's an anti-Semite. Okay. Okay. But she likely has a higher chance than where she is currently trading. That's probably true. I mean, the that she has a better chance than where she's currently trading because she's currently trading. Ouch. At 11 cents. 11 cents. And where's my man Clay Aiken, the famous uh, singer? He's gaining. Clay, Clay Aiken what is happened? trading at one cent. Well, why did Clay Aiken get in this race? I don't know, but I got a very important text message the other day. Really? From Whoopi Goldberg. <gasps> saying that I should vote for her friend, Clay Aiken. So that could be a game changer. And that's really the only thing I've heard from uh, the Aiken campaign. Haven't heard anything from Fushi um, and and received a number of texts from Alam. So this market, the one that we've been waiting for all these many months, has Valerie Fushi at 91 cents, Nita Alam at 11 cents, and Clay Aiken bringing up the rear at one cent. That's a one penny one penny investment right there for Clay Aiken. My goodness gracious. Looks like Clay Aiken crashed worse than those cryptocurrencies you've been reading about in your newspapers and magazines. Yeah. Right? You get it? Yeah. Crypto? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Anyway, goodbye to Clay Aiken. I think it's going to be Fushi. What do you What do you know? How do you like that? They finally have the market. Are you going to get in? Uh, No, that's uh, too expensive yeah, for too me. Expensive, I don't right? really see. Can't gain much there. Before we turn our attention to Pennsylvania, we still have to talk about the Senate primary in North Carolina. Okay. Right? Yeah. You want to talk about a foregone conclusion? That thing's a five-gone conclusion. I oh, get it. Plato in the house, stand-up comedy in the symposium. What makes a man more shy than a titmouse? <laughs> His shame. Right? Okay. Yeah. Talk to me about the North Carolina Senate race. I mean, there's just not... Uh... Not much to say. Well, um, we got Sherry Beasley at night. Sorry, I shouldn't ask yeah. you what you think and then cut you off. John, well, you got, bring yeah, me you up got this, Beasley at 99 Sorry. cents. You got oh, Ted Budd at 99 cents and you got <laughs> Pat McCrory at two cents. So it's it's over. But the the more interesting thing to me is which party will win the North Carolina Senate race once this is all over. And once the primaries are behind us and we head into November. They've got the Republicans trading at 87 cents. Fuck that. I'm buying no. That's way overpriced. I'm buying 100 shares of no right now as we speak. I do yes. not have funds. I don't even have $15 left. God, I got crushed. Oh, my God. I have $9. Oh, what an ignominious. Um, oh, look at this. I'm down in every market. I'm going broke on predicted. And it reminds me of that old joke. What makes a man lower than a tortoise? Right? His inability to manage his investments wisely. Right. I think it was the Thucydides who said that once. Jesus. You know, predicted is no fun unless Fuck. you have thousands of dollars in there. It really it really isn't. So I would recommend that everybody put a lot of money in there. Yep. It's um, a stable it's what we call a stable coin in the words. Yeah, of it is. 
It's yeah. a stable coin. You should get in on it. Yeah. Well, I don't even have enough money left on Predict It to um, invest in the North Carolina Senate race. And uh, So what's going on there? The Republicans are trading at 87 cents there. Yeah, and I was going to buy no, and I can't. Yeah, you don't have 13 cents? I, well, I have $9. I guess I can buy fewer than 100 shares. I'll do that. Let me just yeah, yeah. Let me empty out my predicted bank account real quick. Because I think $0.87 cents is is overpriced, and I do think there'll be some fluctuation between now and November. You might be right. I don't know. You know you're betting not on reality. You're just betting on what, uh, what the traders are going to do on predicted. And we all know that they, they do lean a little to the right. Mm-hmm. So... All right. Nothing much to say then, I guess, about the North Carolina Senate race. Why don't we turn then to the final bit of in North Carolina news that we're interested in, which is the uh, NC11 House primary. That will be interesting. It um, You've got... Did you read the article on Cawthorn in Politico on Friday? I can't remember. I read so many articles about Madison Cawthorn. They all run together. Yeah. This one was just... They interviewed like 70 people that had known him over the years and everybody just said this guy is in total crisis and should Whoa. not be in congress wait and he's in a crisis what he just needs help this guy's mentally unstable because he's been through a ton you know he was in a car wreck and then you know not long after that he became a a congressman right and he's 13 years old yeah so that doesn't help uh, so maybe the voters are going to help him out and get him out of there. Uh, he needs to get 30% of the vote in the primary in order to avoid a runoff. And I think the latest polling had him at uh, about 38%. So he's going to win his primary. Well, maybe. I mean, it doesn't seem like he's trending in the right direction. So I think the the poll before that had him at like you know forty eight percent or something. So he's he's trending in the wrong direction. I think it's quite possible that he he won't. Well, he's get priced 30%. at seventy cents on predicted. Are you going to buy the no there? I'm already no there. Wait, squeeze me? Yeah, remember I went no on him a long time ago. And you still are no on Madison Cawthorn? Yeah, but when Chuck Edwards went and I think it was a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, May 10th, Edwards actually got ahead of Cawthorn briefly, went all the way up to 54 cents. I bought no on Edwards as well. So I'm I'm negative risk now. There's no way I can lose. Oh my gosh, your negative ri- your negative risk in North Carolina's eleventh district. Is there a finer feeling on this on this earth than that? No. No. When does a man soar higher than an eagle when he cannot lose money because of negative risk? Hmm. That's right. Aristotle for the win. All right. Why don't we turn our attention to the Keystone State, or as some people call it, Big Papa, because PA is the abbreviation for the state, Pennsylvania. They call it Papa Keystone. Some people say that. And then other people, because they love Italian food, say Papa Gino's Keystone State. Why don't we turn our attention to Papa Gino's Keystone State, John? Yeah. So uh, apparently while I was off, Kathy Barnett made a bunch of moves in the Senate race. She's a conservative commentator who is 
I don't know, a bit of a mystery. We don't really know what her background is. I guess she's from Alabama, uh, and that's all we really know. Um, but this, there's been a concerted effort in the last week or so to knock her back down to earth from Fox News. If you watched like Hannity and those guys, they have come out against her. They are worried that if she were to win, that she's too crazy and that she would not be able to win in the general election. But she was trading uh, a week ago. I think she... I think, yeah, she traded as high as 47 mm. a week ago. She was actually leading. But now, as of as of uh, this morning or this afternoon, she is back down to 18. Um, Dr. Oz is trading at 65, and David McCormick is trading at 25. So it seems like the traders think that Oz has it wrapped up. And that's just because Trump endorsed Oz because he likes that he was on TV for 18 years. But a week ago, it looked like... Barnett was was going to come in. I don't know. Maybe she still will. Now, meanwhile, on the on the Democratic side, we've got John Fetterman, who's running away with it. He had a stroke yesterday. Yeah, I don't think that matters. Really? Why you think? Who are they going to vote for instead? Going to be like, oh, I don't like this guy. He had a stroke. Come on, people have don't people have strokes all the time? I don't really know what a stroke is. It's like a blood clot, right, in your brain? Yeah, yeah. No, it's oh not good. God. You don't want to have a stroke. It seems like a oh, lot you don't? of senators are having strokes. Well, what about a stroke of good luck? Oh, that it reminds would... me of a famous joke from mm-hmm. the symposium. All right. When hip, when my old friend Hippo- Hippocrates, what's his name? Hi- Hippocratic Oath. What's the guy's actual name? The guy who invented being a doctor. Hippocrates? Hippocrates? Hippocrates. Is that it? I don't know. When my old friend Hippocrates said... Man must not have a stroke. I said, hmm, but what of a stroke of good luck? Hmm, thank you very much. Anyway, I'm going to write a PhD about ancient Roman comedy and how the roots of Western civilization can be found not just in their philosophy, but in their jokes. For to learn what a man truly think, look not to his textbooks, but to his jokes. Uh, okay. What were we talking about? Uh, we were we were uh, talking about the the Pennsylvania Senate race, right? John Fetterman had a stroke. John Fetterman had a stroke. It doesn't seem to have affected the general election market. Which party in Pennsylvania will win the Senate race? I think right now it is trading at fifty two forty eight in favor of the GOP. Uh, and then in the gubernatorial race, you have Doug Amostriano who got a last-minute endorsement from Trump. He is strong anti-abortion. He's a big lie proponent. He was at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. That's uh, kind of incredible, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he was actually smashing anything, but he was there. Sure. Um, and he says, that, yeah, he says the election was totally stolen. So, And then you, on the Democratic side, you got Josh Shapiro, who is the current uh, attorney general. He's running unopposed. So um, which party will win the gubernatorial race in the general election is trade. The Democrats are trading at 62 cents at the moment. So that's a complete flip from a week ago. Amazing. So people do not seem uh, are not high on uh, Mastriano. They don't think he has much charisma and he is, yeah, hardcore hardcore right. But he would be dangerous. He would be 
you know, if you're a Democrat, you would say, yeah, we well, want Mastriano because he's so hardcore. So we have a better chance of beating him. You mean it, we want him to win the primary? Yeah. But that's like people saying, yeah, we want Trump to win the primary. Yeah, I'm over that theory. I've had that theory beat out of me through hard experience no, yeah. over the last couple cycles. So we'll see what happens. Speaking of Kathy Barnett, we had a friend, a friend of ours who we both know, John, whose name is John. I know it's confusing, but his name is also John, but he's a different John. And he's a Philly native, and he's been spending time in the suburbs of Philadelphia recently. And he was he wrote in about Kathy Barnett. Quote, I'm very annoyed at myself. I saw local Philly reports about Kathy Barnett a while ago. I thought her campaign would draw some attention and grow a small group of loyal stands. I should have ridden that wave unpredicted because now she's in pole position, SMH, which is an ancient Greek comedic um, initialism for shaking my head. You write it when you're yeah. frustrated. And when he wrote this in, when he wrote this to us, she was in the pole position. That's true. She's fallen she off is, a little, but she was surging yeah. and he felt like he should have caught that wave. He says the Pennsylvania GOP is country club type. Sure. But they also have fanatical anti-abortion contingent and they are feeling her right now. This was in the immediate aftermath of the Alito memo leak, I believe. Kathy Barnett. Why do I keep thinking she's an indie singer songwriter? Is there an indie singer songwriter named Barnett? Whenever I see her name, who am I? Courtney. Who's Courtney Barnett? Let me look this up real quick. Everybody hold on a second. Courtney Bart. Yeah. Oh, she's Australian. What? She's Australian. Courtney Melba Barnett is an Australian singer, songwriter, and musician known for her deadpan singing style and witty rambling lyrics. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Courtney Barnett an Australia. Okay. So Courtney Barnett is very different from Kathy Barnett. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of cool, right? That is it. Yeah. That's interesting. yeah we're back in the we're back in the zone we're back in the zone and it's flawless flawless podcasting at the highest levels right yeah why is a man like a snake when it comes to helping with the dishes he has no arms that's a joke by um a harried housewife from ancient greece who used to perform in the symposium wearing her house coat and um, was with curlers in her hair and was like real mind blowing at the time. Uh, so that's some comedy history for you. Should we talk about my medical issues? Yeah, John, what's going on with your medical issues? You were really dropping some knowledge on me yesterday. I went to go see an audiologist a few weeks ago and she said, that my hearing isn't great, mm-hmm. which I think I kind of knew because I used to play in an anonymous rock band. I don't want to be blamed for that because I was in the same band and I don't have any hearing loss. Mm, yeah, but... What was that you just said? I couldn't quite hear you. See, that's the thing. Mm. People that have hearing loss, many of them don't know that they have hearing loss until they have an actual test. I was really having trouble hearing Jennifer and just blaming it on her that she's mumbling all the time. And it turns out that I have certain frequencies that I cannot hear very well. Um, and it, a lot of women's voices fall into that frequency. And my audiologist said, I need hearing aids. Incredible. And I'm going to, oh. yeah, I'm, I'm going to get them. You're going to get them, right? Thanks to your I'm, domain sale, you're going to buy some nice hearing aids. Yeah. 
It's crazy. Will you still be able to podcast? I will. I'll be, they have Bluetooth capability. Oh my goodness so gracious. I'll be able to do all sorts of crazy things with them. Uh, you know, listen to podcasts, do podcasts, uh-huh. and uh, hear better. And, you know, like has a little equalizer so you can like turn up the treble and everything. I can well, is hear it like things. an app on your phone with a little virtual EQ and you adjust it? Yeah, yeah. What will they think of next? I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I wonder how many of our listeners have hearing aids. My dad, my my parents have hearing aids. I don't have hearing aids. I probably need hearing aids because I'm not so nice to my ears sometimes. I think people tend to uh, get them much later than they than they need them. You mean much later than they should? Yeah, much later than they should. Well, it's like me with glasses. My vanity just I just kept putting it off, right? Right. And then you get glasses and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God. It's like, this is amazing. This is what it's like to see. Yeah. So I asked, is it going to be like that with the hearing aid? And I've been told by other people that had hearing aids that no, it's not quite that dramatic. It does right. take a while to get used to it. Uh-huh. And after a while though, when you take them out, you'll realize, oh, I really couldn't hear anything. Yeah. So I already have trouble just hearing in like a loud restaurant or something like that. You know, you just hear you hear the words. It's just like, you know, certain consonants that you don't hear. Yeah. Eating in restaurants is a nightmare when it comes to hearing things. All it's yeah. just like the clattering. There's so much clattering in restaurants. Like Yeah. Clattering of the silverware on the plates and the plates on the table and the glass on the hitting the knife. It's just like so much clattering. Yeah, I really want you to take a hearing test because they do this. I'm never they actually do have it in a million. They years. have a they have a, like a restaurant going on, and you're in someone's talking, and there's all these voices, and you just need to repeat what they're saying. John, and I played it, it, I played music with Aaron on Saturday night from seven thirty from seven p.m. to two thirty in the morning at excruciating volumes of just like screeching broken keyboards. Yeah, I don't want to go get a hearing test and have some doctor say, "No, you probably shouldn't be doing that." Well, can't you keep doing that, but just wear earplugs. I mean, I went to all these, not only did I play in the band, but for years I've gone to sporting events and just, you know, they're so loud. And, and even it, it's, you know, what she told me is it's just not necessarily the, the high decibels, but it's just the, the longevity. So, you know, if the, you know, a jet airplane at 115 decibels goes by right. and it lasts for 10 seconds, right? that's damaging, but it's way more damaging to be mowing your lawn at 50 decibels for an hour. Right. Something like that. And and all you have to do is just wear hearing protection. Yeah, but the problem is when I put in my ear, and I do have earbuds for shows and stuff, but when I put in my earplugs, then it's not as loud. And it doesn't feel overwhelming. Like, I like to have that overwhelming feeling, you know? Yeah. Playing the music and it's so loud. You drink a bunch of beer. You have a buzz going. And then it just feels like, oh, I think I might be leaving my body. It sounds so good. You get in the zone. If I put in like, I mean, I don't, I, I realize now I just sound like one of those guys who's like, I don't wear condoms. It's not the same. I don't want to promote that view. Like, right. I don't want to be anti-responsibility, but when it comes to my hearing, man, I don't know. I'd rather just like, I don't know. You know what? Just speaking about hearing now that we're just kind of riffing on this issue, there was this movie that came out a couple years ago or a year ago called The Sound of Metal about Riz Ahmed, the actor, played a drummer in a heavy metal band who had catastrophic sudden onset hearing loss. Hmm. And it's about him having to grapple with um, getting hearing aid and not being able to hear and stuff. And he was a musician. 
And the audio design in that movie was really crazy. It really made you helped you understand what something like that would be like, you know? Um, Interesting. And now that I'm thinking about that movie, I'm thinking maybe I will start wearing my ear protection because I definitely don't want that to happen to me because it was very scary. Well, the thing that scared me the most was the cognitive connection to hearing. What? And that people that lose their hearing and have trouble with hearing, it eventually starts to affect how you think. I can't tell you why that is, but you just spend a lot more time processing things. So there were these tests that she gave me and I got all the answers right, but she was like, yeah, yeah, you're processing what it was a little slow. And I was like, seriously, is that because you have to use brain, brain power, understanding, like reconfiguring what was said before you can answer. Right. You're so oh. you're just working a lot harder, apparently. I don't know. We're going to have to see when I, when I get these, we'll see, maybe I'll get them and I'll be like, yeah, I don't notice anything. Or maybe I'll be like, oh my gosh, I really have been struggling. It's like me with my deviated septum. Sometimes I wonder if I got my nose fixed so I could breathe out of both nostrils. Would I like become a super genius? Cause I'd have so much oxygen in my brain. I would realize that I had been like fighting with one hand tied behind my back my whole life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if I got this fucking nose straightened out so that I could eat an apple and walk at the same time without feeling like I was going to pass out. Maybe I would become like one of the great geniuses to have ever hosted a podcast. Or certainly an amazing athlete. Yeah, or certainly an amazing athlete. What if I became like LeBron James crossed with Malcolm Gladwell, a superior athlete and a superior intellect? Yeah, Malcolm Gladwell. I yeah. could go to the New Yorker Festival and um, tell some ancient jokes from Rome and Greece and everyone would be like, oh, you're so funny. And David Remnick would be like, oh, you must come to my apartment. We're going to have um, a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my fantasy of the New York uh, cultural elite. <laughs> okay. Are you going to David Remnick's party tonight? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I heard there's going to be a stripper. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We're keeping it loose because this is John's first week back now that we've yeah. thrown off the yoke of these artificial intelligences. We're keeping it loosey-goosey. Well, John, we wish you the best of luck with your hearing aids. And um, when when will you get them? Uh, I have an appointment in about three weeks. So I imagine I don't I don't know if I'll get them right then okay. or not. So we'll see. Question from Mark. Dear John, I'm flying into the Wilmington, North Carolina airport in a few days because I'm attending a conference. and I'm looking to see if you might be able to pick me up for a ride. Uh-huh. OK, well, that one's out of date. Sorry, Mark. Yeah. I hope we, uh, Hope you didn't wait all day and night for John Kimball to pick you up. Because believe me, I know what that's like and it's not fun. 45 minutes late to pick me up. Yeah, he said he wanted to use the what three words map location to avoid the debacle. I would have loved to have tried that. Are you available for North Carolina pickups? Is this a service we're offering maybe for Patreons? Uh, I don't. Wilmington's pretty far, but I'll pick anyone up at RDU. Are you serious? Especially if, if they're going to Durham, Chapel Hill, Carborough. It's a new service we're offering. I'm not taking anybody to Raleigh, but yeah, I'll yeah. pick you up. All right. We'll try the we'll try the what three words at RDU. I'll give it a shot. All right. Patreon.com slash election profit makers. What other podcast offers to pick you up at the airport? Pod Save America? I don't think so. Allison writes in, hello, longtime listener and fan with a question. I remember that John once said the most valuable dot com domains were one or two letters, and he even owned one at some point. 
What is your opinion on the current rush to buy .eth domains? I don't own any. And it's because I own enough domain names as it is. Uh, but I'm seeing that the .eth market is has pretty much collapsed. Is that a is that a cryptocurrency thing? .eth? Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, a couple weeks ago, the four-digit ETH domains were selling for six or $7,000. What? And now they're selling for about 1500 So the three-digit domains were selling for 50000 and are now under 15000 so, so if I and, – and what does ETH stand for? What is uh, it, I think Ethereum it's Ethereum. And what is yeah. that? Is that a particular type of cryptocurrency or is that a generic – is that a trade – that can't be a trade name, right? You can't have a URL extension that's a trademark, can you? Sure, yeah. You've got like .amazon and .google and stuff now. You do? Yeah. Oh. They haven't gone as well as people thought they would, but um, yeah. Are those certain... traded on the open market? Could I own davidreese.amazon as a non-Amazon? No, 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 oh, no. Okay. no. Amazon just uses that internally. That's stupid. It I'm, is. I'm sorry. I, I agree. Actually, I don't know if Amazon ended up getting theirs, uh, but Google certainly has has theirs. Okay, but .eth, if domains are trading, that's not owned by whatever ETH. What is it? Ethereum or something? Why do I have to? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I um, you know, I'm dot. I'm old school. I'm dot com is king, and uh, that's pretty much what I mess around with. I've got some dot orgs. Uh, and and dot com maybe one or two dot nets but no I'm not messing around with these crypto is just too it's too volatile mm-hmm. but the fact that the crypto market has collapsed uh, yeah well it'll be interesting to see how that affects all these other markets have you ever heard of something called the board ape yacht club yes it's these monk it's these you want to talk about artificial intelligence they convinced a robot to draw 10,000 shitty cartoons of gorillas. Mm-hmm. And these all sell, these all sell, you hear about like famous people buying one of these. Well, yeah, you know, we've, we already talked about this. You don't buy the picture of the ape. You just get the certificate that says you own it and it's on the blockchain and you spend all this money on it. Right. But it's all kind of fake. I think, I think, you know, like Anyway, I don't want to talk about that. What I want to say is they open a restaurant. They open a burger joint in California called the Board Ape. It's called um, Board in Hungary, and it's a it's a burger restaurant that's um, you pay for it with Board Ape cryptocurrency. You can't use real money, and they sell hamburgers. Why am I talking about this? Why do I know about yeah. this? Oh, it makes me so. There's certain things you learn about, and then you get so mad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't totally against nfts at first i mean i think domain names in, in in the beginning were like the original nfts people are like why do i need whatever.com i can just call my website whatever.com and it's like yeah but you can't use that address i could trademark whatever.com sure you can do that but you're you don't own whatever.com it is an actual piece of infrastructure so i, I don't think nfts are quite that right but um I don't own any NFTs. That's all I'll say. Okay. Or any of these uh, .eth domains. But maybe I'll look into it. What's the best .org you own? Uh, uh, I own virtualreality.org. Whoa. 
Catherine writes in, Hi, John and David. So my husband and I are thinking about starting a business and have come up with a name. I checked to see if the domain name for this business is available, and it is, and it's for sale. Well, that is good because many times people come up with a business name and they check to see if the domain name is available and it's owned by some huge you know, Fortune 500 company or it's being used by some other business by the same name, in which case you can't get it at all. So you are already lucky that it is available for sale. But then I thought, she writes, I know nothing about buying a domain name and I'm afraid about getting ripped off. Maybe John could give the EPM listeners a best practices on domain buying. I'd be super appreciative and would feel more confident in approaching the seller. Thanks, Katie. So I would say to Katie, I don't really do domain consulting and I don't do any like brokering, contacting people, but my bit of advice would be you need to come up with a budget for how much you're willing to to pay for this domain name, what it is worth to your particular business, and then contact the buyer and be honest with the buyer. Don't contact a buyer, you know, with a hotmail address and say, I'm a student and I'm doing a project. Can I have this domain name? That oh, interesting. No, nothing frustrates domain holders more than something like that. Okay. What you want is someone to come through and say, hey, I am, my business is Acme Pets and you own Acme.com and I'd like to buy it. Could you please give me an asking price? And then they'll give you an asking price and you don't necessarily have to pay the asking price, but I would pay whatever your budget is if you think it's valuable for you in that way. Uh, if you have trouble getting in touch with an owner and you can't find him, you can't get them to respond to you, you can talk to some you know, other people that find like there's a company called Name Ninja. It's run by a guy named Bill Sweetman. You can hire them to go out and and uh, represent you to to try to get the domain name. Or GoDaddy has buyer brokers and stuff like that. You pay a small fee and they'll contact uh, the owner. Well, isn't it better to use a broker so that the, the owner of the domain has less information about you? Isn't it in your best interest to be a little cagey about who you are and how much money you have? It's maybe, but sometimes when a big time broker comes through to me, I'm like, yeah, I know that uh, you know, I know a big corporation is behind because they've hired a broker. Yeah. So I, I am making an assumption that Katie is not like a huge financial company. What if she's writing us as the CEO of like Charles Schwab or something? Okay. Well, in that case, yeah, I probably wouldn't contact this person using a Charles Schwab email address or something like that maybe be a little more cagey. But sometimes when you come in and you say, look, I'm interested in this domain name, we'd like, we would you accept $5,000 for it? That's uh, That may be way too low depending on the name, but it gets, there's nothing worse than somebody offering $500 for a domain name. I mean, it's just such a pain just to deal with all the negotiations and transferring of a domain name. It's not worth your time. Really? It wouldn't be worth $500? No, no. Huh. What's the minimum amount of money that where you're like, if it's not a great domain, what's the minimum amount of money where it feels like it would be worth it? Uh, I don't know, maybe a thousand bucks or something. I think people do a lot of, uh, you know, high volume and they own a bunch of names, but I'm not selling anything for, 
you know, right. yeah, maybe in, maybe in the late nineties, I would sell something for a thousand bucks. It's not worth your time anymore. No, no, you're, you're giving up. Yeah. There's an opportunity cost there. You might as well just hang on to it and you may never sell it or you may, you know, find the right buyer. Let's continue our domain name question mailbag. I think we've just been saving all these domain name ones. Okay. Roth wrote in and said on a recent episode, John revealed that he has a definitive preference for the .com top level domain to the exclusion of all other top level domains. Yet he routinely creates and advertises shortened URLs using bit.ly. When will EPM address this hypocrisy? Also, fun fact, the .ly extension in bit.ly is the country code extension for Libya. Yeah. Wow. Uh, NSS. Yeah. .nss, Roth. We are aware of that. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, He he probably just learned that and was excited and decided to share it. We shouldn't be so Well, you know, that's fine. No, I appreciate that. And most people probably don't know that. So that is a fun fact for, not for us. Not for insiders like us. Here's a fun fact about bit.ly. You don't have to use bit.ly. You can say bitly.com. So if you make a bitly link and it's bit.ly slash EPM cool, mm-hmm. you can also use bitly.com slash EPM cool. If I generate the bitly link, have I automatically generated the bitly.com link? Automatically. Unbelievable. In fact, Bitly actually owns other domain names that they own j.mp. So when you have a bit.ly slash EPM cool, you also automatically have j.mp slash EPM cool. In fact, I once told the Jordan brand on Twitter. Jordan jeans? Or that's Jordash. What, what's the Jordan brand? No, Jordan. Michael Jordan. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. They, they were on Twitter and they were using a bit.ly link. And I said, you guys really should be using j.mp because Jumpman is their, right. their brand. Oh my gosh. Did they write back? Uh, I think maybe they liked it or maybe they did write back. But either way, they definitely do that now. So Look at you. It was a long time ago. I was really into the URL shortening stuff. I yeah, think it was it was hot for a while. It was hot. Remember, you used to run a, your own URL shortening URL service. shortening service for Twitter.com. Right. That was fun. So, and the joke yeah. was that it changed your extent, it changed your URL to URL shortening service for twitter.com slash JY39264 or whatever. Yeah. So it was sort of ironic. Because it actually made yeah, it much it, longer. When I think about it, there was an element of irony at play there. Yeah. Apropos of nothing, I am going to be doing my first pencil sharpening demonstration in, I don't know, 10 years. Uh, what? In, in Minneapolis in a couple weeks. So anyone who lives in Minneapolis. The Twin Cities, Minneapolis. Man, it has a great skyline. Minneapolis, June 4th of this year. That's a Saturday. On the Lake of the Isles. There's... There, <laughs> This homeowner has a massive um, oak tree, tree stump, 20 feet tall. Uh, The tree is no longer functional. It's just this huge, massive stump, and they're converting it into a massive pencil. And I'm going to be in Minneapolis to supervise the inaugural sharpening of of this totem. So if you know anyone who lives around the Twin Cities who likes pencils and or election profit makers, you should come out on June 4th. Because I'm going to be giving, I think, a quick presentation and then doing some pencil sharpening. And I think it's going to be really wild. That's incredible. So they're going to be carving it 
into a, a pencil. Yeah. I think they're shaping the tree and then they're going to paint it to look like a pencil and then they're going to sharpen it like a real pencil. And then apparently they're going to sharpen it every year. It's kind of crazy. I'm kind of intrigued. Yeah. So I'm coming out of pencil sharpening retirement to do this. So spread the word, Twin Cities listeners. Well, John, I think we did a pretty good job, right? We're a little bit rusty. The AIs are probably laughing at us like, ah, ha, ha, you don't speak as freely as we do. We don't care. At least we're human. At least we can have feelings. Yeah. At least we can have feelings. Well, welcome back, John. It's nice to talk to you again. And to everybody else, um, we say hello and thanks for listening. Weird. This is so weird. I can't remember how to yeah, do Yeah, everyone vote out there if you haven't voted, if there is voting that's happening. There you go. Do your voting. Do your voting. And I suppose we'll talk to you next week. Is that right? I hope we talk before then. Well, I mean to our listeners. Oh, yeah. But I'll talk to you. Yeah, I'll talk to you just about any day of the week. Yeah. Oh and to God. the listeners, hmm? I'll see you on Discord. Right. If you join our Patreon, you can get on our Discord. John is about to hit up the Discord again. I will be and spending my free time on TikTok, the world's greatest social media platform. You never know I what told you'll you see this next. Years ago, I told you TikTok was amazing. I guess I didn't believe you. I had to see it no. for myself, man. ASMR. The a I've watched so much ASMR, and I realized ASMR is basically like experimental music. It's like the most avant-garde experimental music ever. Because there's people going... And like rubbing the microphone with like jelly and stuff. It's like, this is what I'm trying to do. Why am I going deaf, blowing out my eardrums, playing all this abrasive music through amps when I could just like go in the corner and like just go. It's probably just as interesting, right? Yeah. TikTok star David. Yeah. Come get at me on TikTok. I got to start figuring out how to do TikTok. I would love to make some, I would love to have some good engagement and make some lasting relationships with some brands. So, so hook me up. John, why don't you do the credits? Uh, Lecture and Profit Makers is an independent production. I'm just doing this from memory. You did uh, good. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Support yeah. us on Patreon at patreon.com slash election profit makers. Send us your election prediction questions or any other questions. Send us if you want me to pick you up at the airport at RDU. Uh -huh. Contact at electionprofitmakers.com. There we go. We got the dot com. Nailed it. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.